Hello and welcome to the Mycidian Legend Podcast. My name is Alex Scott and I am joined each week by David. Say hello, David. We back, we back, we back. We back, baby! <laughs> that actually came through really clearly, so that's neat. I guess the fans can enjoy that. Uh, Jason Aldean, they're all going to enjoy that. <laughs> Uh, so if it's your first time listening, um, each week we cover our locals' experience, including our deck lists and how we can improve in the future. Uh, and if we have extra time or maybe we didn't make it out to locals, then we highlight different cards or decks that we are working with. Um, so we did go to locals this week, and we are coming back after a bit of a hiatus. So I actually had, uh, I went to go like upload the deck lists onto my Mysidia post FF decks account, and I saw episode 15 deck lists and they're actually that's that was and that was from what like three or four weeks ago yeah a long time ago and they're actually the same lists that we ended up playing this week and that wasn't planned uh except mine mine had like a few adjustments but like the episode 15 that we had queued up but not made was going to be the exact same uh the deck lists so that's funny which honestly i'm pretty okay with because um the first run through with this deck, I didn't do so hot, and this week I got much better results, so I'd rather talk about that. Yeah, big time, and I also had a bit, much better time than my first run through uh, with the list, and I guess we can, your deck list is the same, mine changed like two cards, but uh, anyway, before we get started, I'm going to just mention uh, the deal that we have for everybody. If you shop at Cards of Ivalice for your singles, you can use the promo code PORMPALUM10 for your purchase. And when you do that, it shows that you support us at the Mysidia Post, and it gets you a discount on your order. So that's PORMPALUM10 at CardsofEvilice.com. And they also have a bunch of um, Universus, or like the Ultimate Fighting, or whatever it's called, universal fighting system so they just picked up a new tcg it's pretty cool uh you can check that out there too and the promo code also works for those cards so you know if you play multiple tcgs here you go um is your recent venture into ufs have anything to do with this i have not actually ventured in i have like two booster packs that i got at uh reunion and i was considering buying some uu haku show uh booster boxes and I ended up not doing it because I just there's no one to play with in Vancouver. Our scene doesn't exist anymore. The uh, Magic Stronghold stopped supporting the game, so they don't order a new product anymore. They have just they're just trying to sell out of what they have. So I just thought, really, wow, yeah. So I figured like if whenever I went to FFTCG events, like I'd be able to play because there's a bunch of people that play in FFTCG now, but not worth the investment yet uh i do really really like you you haku show though so uh it's appealing yeah getting to play a random anime deck versus another star wars waifu deck like all right (laughs) sounds like a good time to me yeah and the game does seem really interesting like the um, just totally different than any other tcg it's not like fftcg that's very similar to magic and you can just come over. It's like, you'll have to learn how to play that one. Uh, cause it's got its own entirely own, uh, mechanics and, and, uh, yeah. And I'm sure that's an episode for another podcast. Yeah, but not this podcast. Cause this is an FFTCG podcast and we're going to talk about our deck lists for the week. So let's get into it.
Okay, so let's start off with uh, with your list, David. What were you playing this week? All right, boys. So I'm going to give you one guess. It's a return to form for me. I'm back home with my Firewater FF9 decks. Um, I think I played an FF9 deck on a Jesus, probably episode 14 or 13 or whatever, and didn't do so hot. But I was ready to, so I kind of deconstructed that. Got back to my roots. Um, so we're talking one drop VV deal 7k. Um, if you have four or more FF9 characters, that includes himself, uh, two drops of Dawn, three of those, um, the Layla Viking kind of thing. Um, Steiner, Cloud of Darkness, obviously, but the thing that really makes this deck is the, uh, Gilgamesh 11 that we got in Opus 10. If you control five or more water characters, Gilgamesh cannot be broken by opposing summons or abilities that don't deal damage. So Diabolos, you can go suck it. Um, when Gilgamesh attacks, choose one forward to cost two in your break zone, play to the field. So now you pair that with the one-drop goblin that grants haste, and um, draw a card off that, and Verena in the backup row to obviously search for those. Um, and then Gilgamesh swings, brings back Zidon. Gilgamesh swings, brings back Porum, Garnet, Furion, Vivi. Um, and so every time he swings, he's getting, he's getting you some good stuff. Um, a couple times I've played with this deck, and I've swung with Gilgamesh, brought back a Zidane, and then they just keep killing that Zidane, and they just completely ignore everything else on my field. So it's just like you're just bringing back this lightning rod, and if you just keep ignoring Gilgamesh, he's just going to keep doing his stuff. Um, so that's pretty much all of the forwards I got. We'll get to the numbers eventually. I'm sure it's on the screen, or the... You post these deck lists like... Yeah, I put in the them comments, in the... Right? They're in the descriptions yeah. for the video so, and the audio, so yeah. Perfect. So yeah, you guys can see this. Um, for summons, I got Famfrit and seven uh, cost Phoenix. Uh, two monsters, obviously the uh, one drop goblin. And then the backups are what you'd expect. Uh, <coughs> the haste giving sage, three of those because turn one's it on. It's kind of a meme around here that that's what I do. Um, Artemistian, Black Waltz, Ico, Mog, Brawn to get those FF9s. And uh, class fourth Moogle, Vrina for some support and yeah that's that deck you know what's kind of interesting is you've uh got 19 ex bursts heck yeah i have 19 ex bursts i, think... I love ex bursts is that yeah <laughs> is that the is that the most you've ever had in this deck nowhere close because remember i'm not even running uh things like fairy right you used to run fairy okay so it's just like a generally a high ex burst count anyway and I, so yeah. if if we're gonna play the uh, rng game then why not tilt that in your favor, right? And that's why yeah. I kind of chose to have um, seven drop Amaranth instead of something like maybe Cloud or Nail because honestly, I'm probably not going to play Amaranth um, out of my hand unless, you know, I'm overflowing with cards, which, you know, which happens. happens, which really happens with this deck. So he has a little more versatility with it's 7K no matter what. And with how fast this deck goes, <coughs> um, for cloud to be effective, you're probably thinking like, oh, I got to get to four or five damage. Well, this is just 7K no matter what. If I do take a hit or if I play him on three backups pretty early or break a, break a monster. If I'm pissed off at a scale toad or a death gaze, out comes Amaranth breaks that. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I like that. It powers up the VV too. Um, the, mm-hmm. the cool One of the cool things about this list is you have two of the go- one CP goblin and you have three or you have two of the arena to search it. That's the EX burst and then three sage. So I guess just more ways to haste Zidane than there's ever been before. 
Well, I mean, look at the things that I want to give haste to. Zidane is one of them. Um, Gilgamesh is a, another one. So those are your two primary uh, uh, hasters, right? But also think about Clouded Darkness, if yeah. you can pull that off, right? So you drop Clouded Darkness, and maybe you just have a Layla and Viking off. Okay, that's 6K. Swings, that's another 7K, and that can take out a good amount of things. It's also just like a good thing for your opponent to see, because even if it just makes them, if they're on 6 damage... Uh, they always know that you like. Oh, I saw he had a goblin. I see he has one sage out right now. Like, at any given point, he can finish this game off. So I have to play, uh, play play a certain way, which is yeah, you very very hard for your opponent. Like I was playing a uh, a warm up game, and it was this was after locals. You, I think you had left at this point, and everyone was watching me and our good friend you to play. He got me down to. Uh, I had no cards left in my deck, so this was the last turn. Either I win it here or I don't. And damage is at, like, he's at six, I'm at, like, three or something, three or four. And everyone's like, I don't know why everyone was really hyping this game up, and they were like, oh, you know, you got him, you got him. And then uh, I drop a Citra, get back a Goblin, give haste, and I'm able to just swing with, like, a Cloud of Darkness and swing out and just get over it. So it's, for a one-drop monster, it can turn the game. Now that's uh, a very interesting interaction that some people might not think about, but Citra does bring back monsters into your hand because you see people generally use it exclusively for summons. And I know I've used it a lot uh, with Kanakamoi, the lightning monster, um, because it's so good at bringing, that's like just more removal. But in this deck, it's like Citra must be incredibly important for you. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty clutch because whether I'm bringing back a goblin or I'm bringing back a Famfrit, because out of the um, support cards like that, there's only eight, right? There's the three Famfrits, the three Phoenixes, and then the two goblins. So being able to just compl- cast Famfrit over and over again to kill Vikings, to kill Porums, um, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's it's clutch. Like it'll win you, it'll win me games, and it has so far. It's going to win you games, and it's going to make you some enemies because uh, Julian doesn't like you playing Layla Viking. Okay, I think he's moved on from Layla Viking, though, because every time he sees the Dawn, that's his new uh, that's his new trigger. Yeah. He gets all uppity when he sees yeah. Oh, what? i got to get rid of that thing. <laughs> well, you know what? He should have had He was playing Lightning this week, so he probably had a bunch of ways to do it. Um, foreshadowing. We'll get to that later. Okay, awesome. Uh, so we'll talk about my deck list now. So this is a mono earth deck list, and um, it's pretty pretty basic. Oh, you can just take the look look at the list. The main things that we have going on here is there's a lot of ways to like recur, draw, and search cards. So things like Suzuhisa, uh, Luminous Puma, and then like your whole recursion package with Apuru, Minfilia, Minor, um, Gabranth, Epitaph, and Regis all search, and Sid Garland is is kind of like revealing cards. And so there's lots of lots of ways for Earth to to ramp and to search, which is good. You know stuff that Earth hasn't had traditionally and then i've got the seven cp tama which uh you might think is one of my homer picks but it's not i actually just it's one of my favorite cards and i've i've written an article about how good i think it can be and it was i used 
I played it in two matches, and both those matches I used its action ability to bring something back as well. Generally, generally it's another way to to bring back like a Raubon to close out a game or play something even better, like keep playing your 5CP Delita over and over. So uh, that was a really good card today. This deck also has a lot of removal, but it's all pretty expensive. So there's Yojimbo and Titan, and I'm just kind of playing the EX Burst game. I'm, I'm not really sure how I'm feeling about it. I kind of want to go back to 2CP Hekka, but that's for later on. I've got Asmodai and Cecil, and then Rabon and Vincent. And and then otherwise, just kind of, you know, this is the Gladio-Noctis combo, so 2CP Gladio when you have Noctis out. I don't think I've ever used Noctis's ETB on anything ever. And uh, I've got a couple of homework cards too. So the first one is 7CP Gabranth, and that's just fun. Not much to say about that. And the Bosch, I have two Boshes. So that's our new card. That's our, our new uh, Earth hero from last set. Uh, and he has a lot of different things. And the reason he's in this deck is because of you, David. Uh, absolutely. So that is my homer pick into your deck. I think that he is very underrated. But, heck, you've gotten more experience playing with him than I do. Yeah, and you know what? The the one matchup you might think like, oh, well, he's going to suck against discard. Well, I played that matchup today, and he was a big part of it. So we'll kind of chat about what happened with him there uh, in a little bit. So uh, if you're ready, we can get on to the matches. Let's move on. Okay, so we... We're at Magic Stronghold in Vancouver, Canada this week, and there was only six of us, so it was a small week, and we played three rounds, although I did actually play a bonus round at the end that I'm going to talk about, just because it was one of the other uh, two-in-one players, So it was, and it was a, we played our tournament deck, So, uh, but let's get started with round one. What were you playing? Um, I played against a mono lightning deck, Julian, in fact, so as we... Uh built up to here so basically what happened was um so the the one thing that mono lightning has that just completely wrecks me is the black mage comes in and lowers power by 4k so if i get that turn ones it on usually it's you know that's painful like it hurts so then i'm i knew that that was probably going to be the case so i played around it so my opening turn i had the means of which to turn ones it on haste, but I didn't do it. I play like a Artemis, you know, a class something Moogle, whatever. Um, and then his turn, his turn one, he plays a two drop backup, and then he kind of mulls it over, and then plays the the black mage for no value. So at, at that point, I was like, okay, either he, he doesn't have one in his hand, and I I just got lucky here, or he's or he's got another one. But either way, I can probably swing in safely so i in my next turn uh zidane swung in and then he was just trying to play catch up basically trying to get rid of that zidane and every time he did gilgamesh was bringing him back so eventually i was just able to kind of outvalue him outrace him he wasn't really able and julian's the kind of guy who loves to get to his plays a little bit more uh conservative loves to get to his five backups kind of play the value game there he's a great player absolutely but in this case, I was just able to kind of outrace him and outvalue him and get seven damage. Yeah, that must have felt good to win against 
like a matchup that you're not necessarily favored in. Like I know that I've personally played all the two CP black mages on your Zidane in the world. Yes, and you know how much it uh, bothers me. But honestly, maybe those games were what were teaching me for this moment to try and play around it. Yeah, and did you end up getting to play them again later on or anything? Or ah, uh, no, unfortunately, not so much. Okay, well, you know what? Oh, Great well, to- I did. I did play him. Um, sorry, I did play him in between the two rounds, and I'm pretty sure Julian will correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure I won the second one too. But it was a much tighter game. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so for my first round, I was playing against. Uh, you, well, maybe it's not Julian, but it sure was uh, his deck. It's the Ridia deck. Uh, except I'm not giving Yuda enough credit because Yuda took Julian's deck and he put a very unique spin on it. It's Aridia Summoner's List. So that's playing our 3CP Water Backup Braska, which reduces the cost of your summoners by one. So this reduced the cost of Ridia to four. It reduces the cost of the 2CP Light Yuna to one. And then the deck runs Citra and this 2CP Yuna, and the 2CP unit can remove cards, uh, summons from your break zone to go back to your hand. And then you can just keep pitching it with Citrus effect to make your opponent not block or not attack. And then you uh, can just kind of stall and set up. And if not, you can like swing through and win. And it's just like an infinite combo and it's so much cheaper because, because of Braska. So what I needed to not let him do is set up. Uh, but what I let him do is set up. So he had a <laughs> he had five backups and a bunch of Rydens, Fusilias, Bahamuts, Phoenix, Phoenixes, just all the the big removal. And at that point, um, I'm like a, I'm a mono Earth player. I'm playing big forwards to try to boss around the game, and he's doesn't really care because his removal can take out literally anything I do, and then he's fine. He used that. Uh, Citra Yuna combo a bunch to stop me from getting early damage and then he ended up just swarming the board and ca- casted multiple ride-ins and uh, just just uh, took over and, and ended up beating me pretty handily. Yeah, um, that deck's going to be really scary because he's he's put, what he's playing right now is basically a precursor for what his Opus 11 deck will be when we get the new Yuna, the Wind Yuna, and um, Unaleska. And I was really gelling to make a light Yuna deck, and I had just gotten the cards for it, so that's definitely a inspiration. It's a scary deck. Um, I played it later in the day, so I'll get to that. But yeah, with all the different ways that it can remove your remove it, your cards, it's it's scary. Like, it's got yeah. firepower. Yeah, it's definitely not a... Not a great matchup for me uh but i want to give him a lot of credit because that's not an easy deck to play and you have to play a lot of slow cards to get going at first um and and he was saying like oh this is julian's list but you know what it, it really isn't because the ridia package might be there but he, uh julian's playing a mono earth list with a dark package and this is an earth water with light cards like it's it's got the ridia it's got the ridia synergies and then it has a whole lot of unique stuff so big props to yuda for building that deck no for sure it's kind of interesting how those how your deck and his deck contrast in playstyle because your forwards are big and beefy and scary whilst his um summons are the big and scary and not his forwards. so 
Yeah, well, he like he was beating me down with a Gabranth and a Ridia. Those are a four a four thousand power forward and a five thousand power forward. Like that's <laughs> those usually aren't aren't getting through against me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, you play the Fasoyas and you play the Rydens especially, and yeah, there goes Gladio. Like, what what can Gladio do? Yeah, there goes see. your Arden too because it it doesn't hit break. He, it just he did remove from the my game. Arden with the Ryden, the second Ryden yeah, exactly. of the day. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so let's get into the round two. All right, uh, let's move into round two. Yeah, yeah, we played each other. And you want you take this one? I don't want to talk about it. It was classic, classic Alex versus David. David bricked. Uh, he had two <laughs> hard two two backups and couldn't get off two backups until it was too late. He had an early Zidane play that if it stuck, that could have been the TSN turning point. But uh, instead, I hit it with a Yojimbo. And that was kind of an interesting turn because I had two forwards. Your Zidane's unblockable. I hit it with the Yojimbo, and you could have cast a uh, Phoenix to kill my forward and um, then make the Yojimbo not go through. But then... Zidane had already attacked and it wasn't blocked declaration yet, so he would have been blocked. And do you think you still would have... So you didn't end up casting the Phoenix. Do you think you would in the future, or do you think that was the right call? I think it was the right call, because regardless, I'm losing my my Zidane. And then I'm just playing a Phoenix to kind of try and overcorrect that. Like, okay, maybe I'm retrading one for one. Oh. No, that's a really tough play because then at least I would get a forward back out of it. I would lose a forward. You would still have a forward. Yeah, it, it's it's a tricky one. I didn't know what was the right answer. I was I would have been happy with either because my my plan or my I just wanted that Zidane out of there. But so I actually took a little while to think about that play because I'm like, well, what's he? Because I knew you had the Phoenix, so I just thought like it took me so long to figure out whether or not. What you, what you would do and um, yeah that's a tough one yeah I think I just decided it just wasn't worth it but fucking who knows what was uh, right or wrong at this point yeah so um, then we you know you actually came back into it into the game and were developing your board and you had backups again you got your backups out and then you went for big Gilgamesh 11 goblin turn, and that, again, would have been a very significant turn for you. However, I had been holding on to a Mist Dragon, waiting for some of your recursion BS. Uh, so I Mist Dragoned on a Gilgamesh swing, and then I was able to rob on that Gilgamesh the next turn and just kind of close up the match from there. Yeah, that was kind of the thing, is that once I did finally get things going my way, you always had... I mean, you know my deck so well. <laughs> it's one of those things, right? That you know it so well, you know exactly what you need to hold on to. So, yeah, Zidane comes down, so here's your Jimbo. Um, here's Gilgamesh. Well, yeet, there goes your break zone. Um, so, every kind of big tempo swings that, as you said, could have been TSN turning points, you had exactly the answer to shut it down. So and That's the disadvantage of playing your friends all the time. But That's the disadvantage. I also had stuff that kills Gilgamesh, um, whereas he's often protected against a lot of removal with his abilities. But my deck just happened to have a few ways to to kill a protected Gilgamesh, so yeah, good for me. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah, great for you. We also okay. got into the we also got into the late game, which we we talked about too. That you your deck is much more built for the late game, and then if I can't win in probably the first like fifteen turns, then I'm yeah, not oh yeah. Once I get set up and I've got, I can start doing some recursion and like just turn the the bad cards into my hand into good cards from my break zone, and then I'm I'm in good shape. Exactly. Oh yeah. All right, okay. round three. Round three. You want to go first? Um, round three. I played the summoner deck that you had lost against, and I had won. So how's that for parity? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It made the um, the like everybody, everyone that was in the top, cut for prize, and we all like be a different person. So it was exactly. just like how how does how do you decide who came first? Oh, type! You let the computer decide. You push a button. Yeah. Um, okay, get into not, it. Not much I can really uh, say about this match. Um, yeah, just his. I was always able to remove anything he put on the board, and the value that he was generating was just not the same as mine. So, sure, maybe he got the Fasoya down and was able to kill uh, Zidane, but. I mean, that's using a Fasoya on a Zidane, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't mind so many of my things dying unless it's Cloud of Darkness or Gilgamesh, really. But once Gilgamesh is protected, uh, oh, I mean, that's damage. But the only time that he uh, was able to get rid of the Gilgamesh was when he would cast a Raiden. And, well, lucky me, when I was, I got tempoed early, I tempoed out early. And was able to get quick damages, and two of the first three damage were the Rydens. So, um, so the things that were screwing you were not screwing me. Yeah, um, oh and yeah. things like, and then his forwards are really small, so things like Black Waltz, uh, Fury, and Vivi were just always able to clip him down. So I would have no problem with playing a seven drop Phoenix, let's say, into a Vivi or a Furion, because then it just kind of it it blows up. Two things, obviously. Yeah, you can go two for one pretty easily. And then, yeah, I pretty much tempoed up, went hard, Layla Vikings into Cloud of Darkness and just swung, and he couldn't really... He just didn't have the firepower to stop me at that point. And, yeah, I took the game. Two to one. Nice. Two and Congra- one. Congratulations. You know what my first is actually? I didn't mention this, but when I played against Yuda in round one, do you know what my first damage against him was? What was that? Seven CP Odin. So that actually, but that's a big part of like why I couldn't, um, I, why he got to set up is that I just, it was like that the Odin and then the Citra and then not, not attacking ability and stuff. So, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So you're two and one, and then I've got a win to come to be two and one as well, which I did. I played against Mono Ice that had a lot of discard. I very quickly ramped up to four backups because. My what I like to do against Mono Ice is is play with a low hand size and make them have Sid Alstein. If they don't have Sid Alstein, then their their discard just sucks. They're playing uh you know, forwards that don't do anything when they enter and they're underpowered and I'm just laughing. So I played lots of forwards. My my fourth backup was the seven CP Tama, and that happened twice this today, and that was it's a really it's a really good um, fourth backup because you pitch two cards. So both times I pitched a card and Bosch, 
and played the Tama to play back the Bosch onto the field. So it's like I pitched two cards to play this four CP forward, and that Tama was just a zero CP backup that has an action ability. So you're already getting a little bit of efficiency there. And if you play a five CP, obviously that's even better, but it's just like a really, really solid play when you're able to do it. Even if you have to do it off of three, three discard, like it's still a solid play. So the Bosch was actually pretty good. So the, the first ability in Bosch is uh, when you enter your attack phase, if you have two cards in hand, he gets brave, uh, which you always have because you draw two cards in this game. So having brave against ice is actually really solid. And because of that, I was able to put lots of pressure. I just kept slapping forwards down onto the table and he, he just didn't have enough dull freeze to deal with it. Uh, I was able to deal with his Azure Dragon and at the end when he flooded the board um, and he had a snow backup so I had to do something, I Tomad in a, my Raubon to force lethal that turn. Um, and then the MVP of the match was Gigas, uh, the 4 CP monster backup that uh, is just like a blocker and it's it's amazing against the snow backup because they can't choose it for snow and then they swing in and you activate him as a forward and he blocks and that's uh, very hard for ice to, to deal with. Yeah, he's a big shield because then they have to be kind of anticipating it and then when you activate him, like after you activate him, then they have to glacia uh, him maybe, but then that's just playing 3 CP to dull and freeze something. So yeah, not. which is what he did, and yeah, yeah, I'm happy to happy to do that. So, it uh, yeah, it was good. If I I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't, because he played like a a garland at one point, the ice garland, and I already had four backups. So I'm, I'm just like, sure, I'll just dull a backup. Because you, if you're at three, you're fine. You can play everything. So yeah, exactly. We're dope. So we were all congratulations two and all, one. Yeah, two and one. So we're all two and one. Um, we had I believe. Yuda came first in tiebreakers. You were second. I was third. And then Brandon was also two and one and fourth with his Warriors of Darkness Earth Lightning deck. So right after the tournament ended, we had a match with our tournament decks. And this is the bonus round. So it was a super fun match. Uh, I was able to keep up with his... He had a really fast Rampier start, Rampier into Garland. Uh, I used Gabranth to search Asmodai and, and remove that that garland um we, the game came to a stalemate but my opponent made a mistake he attacked with another garland because he had garland rampiered twice that game uh so he's thinking i got 9k first strike you've got 9k cecil he attacks i block i had sea card sea card reduces the damage taken by a thousand for your affords so garland does eight thousand to cecil and he dies and that was obviously a huge huge moment for me the game still came down to the bottom of our decks my opponent played uh diana to bring back an alba and that would force lethal and i had been hanging on to an extra gladio in my hand so he goes into combat and i gladio or no sorry on the stack when he tries to dull my gladio with alba on the etb i gladio special to do 7k damage to his all his forwards, it kills his Warriors of Darkness, and then my I had like uh, Sea Card is able to block his bigger forwards and survive because he's uh, he takes two K less. So he also should have dulled my Sea Card, but in the end it was kind of a, a fun fun finish. So you kind of went three and one. 
Yeah, in a way. That's why I wanted to talk about it, just because uh, I was so happy with how the deck performed after my first match with Yuda I actually like it was such a shellac and I talked I said to him this is like the the when I when you play like a TCG like a digital one and this like I have a starter deck and then I go into the ladder ranked ladder and you play with your starter deck and you're like oh what are all these cards like (laughs) and you get crushed by people playing like meta decks because yeah. I was playing all this, like, these basic forwards that just attack and all these cards that don't have that much text, and he was playing, like, this crazy deck. Uh, so I was feeling kind of like, oh, well, Mono Earth is probably not going to work out. And then I ended up winning three matches, so I'm feeling good. Yeah, especially after uh, you had a really busy, um, stressful week, so you come back to kind of your home, play Mono Earth, your favorite deck, and then to find success with it, I think you needed that. Yeah, yeah Feel, I know. Feels good, man. It does, yeah, feels good. We both both had good weeks. So let's quickly talk about if we're gonna make any changes for these decks in the future. So for your list, let's take a look at it real quick. Is there anything that you think, oh I gotta take this out, I gotta swap it? Um, so I'm pretty happy with the way that it has been running. Um, but there are a couple of things I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about dropping the seven CP Phoenix to two and upping the goblin count to three. Um, Cause let's get hasty boys. Um, backups. I'm at 17. It's a number that I'm not sure if I need it to be that high. Cause all the, ba- none of the backups break themselves except for Mog, which is a, um, which it's is not something you use that much. And it, no. And when I do, I use it once a game, maybe to just go for lethal. So I'm wondering if I can reduce that down to uh, 16 by cutting a, maybe a class 4th Moogle. Um, it never really helped me all that much to have the CP fixing, and it honestly ended up hurting me more than helping me because of um, um, it not being a 9 character, or maybe cutting the Verena to to 1. something Because I want to leave the 9 backups the same because they need to be there for Vivi. So either the class 4th or the Verena I would think about cutting. Especially if I up the goblin to three, then maybe I don't need to have uh, two searchers for it. Yeah, you could just have one. And one. Speaking of non, no breaking backups. You know, the card that I always really enjoyed in your list was that uh, the Titus that bounces uh, back up to your hand. And have you thought about trying that again, even as a one of? Ah, yeah, I've thought about it. And because I really love those combos of bouncing a VV and bouncing like a Sage and then giving, playing the VV again to remove and then um, giving the T this haste. But I just, there's nothing that I would really want to cut. Be, like looking over the list because everything fits so well because everything that's under three cost, like I need it for Gilgamesh. And everything over three costs, like I need the Vikings for the Layla's, and I need those for Cloud of Darkness to be relevant. Um, that, that could always be the like you cut a Phoenix and put in a Titus, or you cut a Verena and put in a Titus. Oh, maybe yeah. Yeah, or cut one, cu- one of one of each and then put in a Goblin and a Titus. Yeah, I mean, sure, let's do it. <laughs> um, one card that's been, one card that's been kind of underwhelming me actually that is kind of hurting me to say this is five CP Steiner. Oh my goodness! I, I, I know, and it hurts me to say this, 
because um, usually, like, you've played against me the thousands of times. How many times have has Steiner been a turn to play where I tap one and pitch two? Yeah, and just it's, ramp out. It's it's important, but then it's 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 kind of slow sometimes, and it's not strong either. So it's only That's the thing. It just doesn't yeah. do anything. It gets me a backup. Yeah, 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 I draw can, enough that I end up getting them. It can find your Zidane, which is nice, and but like at the end of the day, would you put in uh, a different Steiner? Um, I do love the three CP that we got in Opus Eight. Yeah, so I, like I would too. think. Yeah, right. Um, so I think about rolling that one, especially when I keep bringing in um, Z- Zidanes and Garnets and VVs and stuff to just keep reactivating him with Gilgamesh. It's, yeah, and he, he oh, reactivates off the he reactivates off the phoenix too. Yeah, exactly. So he's a really good phoenix target. That would because, be neat. I and like yeah. I I bet he could protect your Zidane sometimes. It's just like it's not something you count on. It's just something that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that totally screws with your uh, your opponent. Like yeah. they cast the veil for thinking that they got you, and then ha, oh, tap. And then if I were to switch to the uh, 3CP Steiner, then I would definitely up that Goblin count. Because imagine bringing him in, um, cracking a Goblin to give him haste, giving making him block, uh, dull him to become an 8K, and then reduce damage by 1K. Yeah. Can you say Tempo Swing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know who's going to block it. They're gonna, everyone's going to be afraid of his, his, uh, his abilities. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, so but then this keeps them at bay, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he's a, he is a troublesome card. Like, I if you haven't played against that Steiner, you got to think about it because he's capable of a lot. For well, sure, that'll be that'll be something that I uh, think about moving forward. But yes, let's move on to your list. What do you have for your dirt deck? Yeah, this dirty, dirty earth deck. Well, I don't know. The th- the changes I made from the last time I, I played know. it, uh, you know, it, it's it's fine. I I I upped my Gigas to two for this week, as well as my Zuzuhisa to two, and both cards performed very well. Zuzuhisa has been absolutely excellent so far, and otherwise, I'm not really sure. Like I'm not I'm not viewing this deck like it's. A competitive list that I need to refine. It's just I'm looking at it like, hey, this is my favorite deck and it's fun. So, and that's why there's cards like otherwise, you know, the seven CP Garanth has to take a hike, and I'm not willing to do that. Or like to be honest with you, Bosch, he I was close to getting his seven CP ability, and then he got removed a couple of times. Uh, C cards performed really well. I mean, overall, I don't I don't think I would change that much. Uh. I just keep playing this list and have fun. The one thing I might look into is is honestly cutting two to three Yojimbos for two CP Hekas because two CP Heka. I felt like there was lots of times where I had Yojimbo and Titan in hand and interacting with my opponent's play on the stack would cost my whole hand, and that that doesn't feel good. No, absolutely. It's not just removal. It's uh, it's expensive removal, and you need that bef- you need to have a forward out as well. Yeah, so I think the three Titans are better, and that I just like I don't even I maybe even just go three Yojimbos out and three Hekas in, 
Sure. Yeah. And just kind of, and it's, I could even, I could mess around with it too. I could try some other stuff out. I want to try that one CP Titan out more. Maybe I go two Hekas and a, and a Titan or, or a Kusith or something like that. Hey, it's your favorite deck. Go for it, man. You understand yeah. this better than I. Um, I do think it's interesting that this deck is obviously mono worth. There's only two non earth cards with the two Galdas. Um, and it plays very much like a earth water. And that's something you always said you wanted earth to be more of a value, um, a value deck. And I think you're kind of hitting it on the head, especially if you can make, if you are making Bosch work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think ultimately I, I think earth water with Zidane and Bosch is like, is, is how you're going to make it happen. But I think you're going to try that, right? Um, I do have one made up that I, or the blueprints of one made up that I showed you. What do you think about it? I think that you were going to have to do some testing and that we'll cover <laughs> it on the next episode. Whoa. Okay, so um, with that, we're going we're gonna to wrap up for the week. We didn't really, we addressed that we had taken a little bit of a break, but I just want to mention that I just got very busy for a little while. Uh, I'm a wrestling coach, and we had our provincial championships recently. So if you're not Canadian, uh, our provinces are like your states in uh, in America. So this is like a state championship, but it's our provincial championship. Uh, so the season got really busy. We were practicing five days a week, and I was doing a lot of work um, at night after practice, and it all piled up, and it just... It was really hard. So I've kind of, that season's ended and I'm ready to go again. And I'm going to be start making more content again. Um, so just thank, thank you to anyone that's that's listening that was patient and uh, sorry for the inconsistency. And don't worry, boys and girls. We back, we back, we back in the saddle. So <laughs> we're, we're going to get back to making this content that you all so very much love. Yeah, they do. And, and we certainly missed you all too. So yeah, we're going to get back at it. Yeah, so please please comment and and talk with us. We love getting comments and interacting with with uh, the the listeners. So um, that's gonna be it for this week of the Mesidian Legend. Um, don't forget we have the promo code PornPalm10 at cardsevilly.com to get uh, a discount. And normally I'd plug all my other like my website and stuff, but there's nothing on there. It's new, so there will be soon. Uh, but for now, so, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, and then what's the the last thing that we always do? We say goodbye to them. We thank oh, no, FF, FF Dex. Dex. We thank FF Dex for all of your hard work. It is the greatest website ever. I spend yeah. countless, countless amounts of time on it. I have an hour and a half commute to work there and back every day. And most of that time is spent on our fast train, our sky train, looking at it, trying to get ideas and seeing what's up. Um, F yeah, FF Dex, you're the best website. F yeah. Alright, we'll say goodbye, David. Sign on, everybody. See y'all next week. Thanks for listening, Mycidians. See you next time.